0: And we're live from a pre-recorded episode. So you're probably noticing, oh, hey, this is weird. This is on a different platform than normal. Well, that's a good observation. What an astute observation that is. Um, is. I've decided to part with SoundCloud because it sucks a little bit. Sorry, SoundCloud. So now we are available on Anchor, Spotify, uh, Android Podcasts, Stitcher, and a couple others, and I'll put them all down in the description so that you can use the streaming service or podcast hosting service of your choice. Anyway, something that I wanted to really touch upon today, a couple things, but starting with the new Toy Story movie because I went and saw it, and I got to say, it's pretty good. Um, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, my fiancé and I went to go see it. We saw it in theaters, and we went late with the hopes of not running into children because nobody likes to sit in a theater, a cramped theater, with a bunch of stinky, whiny kids because you just can't take three-year-olds to dark, big, dark rooms where nothing really happens for two and a half hours. In this case, an hour and 40 minutes, but nonetheless, kids just don't respond well to that. They just don't like it. Um, but the movie itself was really, really good. It was actually, spoiler alert, um, spoiler alert, it was kind of like a horror movie for like a good bit of it. So there was like a lot of like thriller elements and I liked that. I got a little bit scared in the theater. I'm not going to lie. I kind of was like, "Mm, uneasy because there are these dolls and, um, I don't really, I, I really hate antique dolls. They really wig me out. This one time I was in my grandmother's house and uh I swear to god one mo- one its head moved. And like I would all, like when I would sleep there, I would always like point it against the wall and in the morning it would be looking back, you know, the other way. And I don't know if someone was just messing with me and like maybe mama would move it, but one thing I do know is that damn thing was scary. And uh I don't know why they made antique dolls like so realistic. You'd think that they just want to make things cute. Like Raggedy Ann was kind of cute, you know, that's fine. But then whenever it comes to those like really like photorealistic porcelain dolls with the flannel dresses and, you know, the like dead blank stare in their eyes. And like it's it's a, it's widely known that no one likes those dolls. I had, you know, that Annabelle movie, it just came out and it's the same deal. I didn't watch it because I don't really, I'm not huge on horror movies. I mean, as you can see, you know, the Toy Stories horror elements were kind of spooking me, so I can't really watch anything that's, you know, designed to scare you. But no, seriously, like, this doll would move, man. And speaking of ghost stories, that was kind of going to be my main topic for this episode. So. Like, I think something like one in five people, it's like 18% of people claim to have seen a ghost. And 29% of people claim to feel in touch with the other side, whatever that means. I don't know if that's like a spiritual thing or people think that, you know, there's something paranormal going on. They may have just not had a particular experience. But I'm going to tell you a story very vaguely that was told once to me and for the sake of the person i am not going to reveal their name or how they are related to me but i will say that in my opinion it's a very reputable source and they would have no reason to lie about such a thing and you'll be able to tell by the way the story is that it's you know it's not super blown out of out of the water they didn't see like a woman in a dress walking around or you know get like possessed or anything like that it just creepy, spooky stuff that has no explanation. And I think that's what a lot of paranormal stories are. Most of them aren't, like, super crazy, blown out of the water. Anyway, so this person that I know was living in a really old house. um, And they were staying there with a bunch of people. Now, this house was probably built in, like, 1910. I don't know. It was really old. I'd went there a couple times. And uh, the house was visibly weird if that makes sense. Like as a child, I didn't really like understand like the concept of like bad energy or anything like that. Um but it was it it was weird. It was a weird weird house. So anyway, there was like a basement and then the basement had a staircase and the staircase went directly up into the house. And the basement was kind of like the garage too. Um if that makes sense. So, it went directly up into the house, and then if you open that door, like, coming out of the basement into the house, there would be a long hallway. And then that was the living room and the kitchen and stuff. So, already set in the scene. You know, you've seen this type of house before. It's a tight, cramped hallway with a door at the end of it. Which is just a horrible, horrible design. And it's just weird. Anyway... So, yes, this is really a basement ghost story, I swear. So, anyway, um, one time this person was, bear in mind, I guess maybe this person inherited, the person that owned the house, which, person A, will call them John, which is the person that told me the story, John was essentially living with the person that had inherited the house, um... So John told me that one time, when nobody was there, he was sifting through some drawers up in like the upstairs, maybe like looking for a lighter or something. I don't know, but sifting through the drawers and came across a pile of old photos. Yep, it's get yep, it's coming there. So he's he's sifting through the photos, and he finds one that is particularly disturbing. Um, And I won't describe it here because I'm trying to keep this podcast as PG as possible. Um, But basically it was disturbing and not necessarily like anything illegal was in the photo, but it was like, like, that's weird. And so he was immediately like, that was not right. And put it down and closed the drawer and then that was it. So from then on, After that point, um, when they would be downstairs in the garage smoking cigarettes or whatever, the garage basement thing, they would just be hanging out, and then they'd go back upstairs, you know, like, all right, I'm going to go to bed. And this person, John, would make a point of turning the light off whenever he left, right? So whenever he left the basement, he'd make a point. Let me turn the light off, you know, not run up the power. I'm staying here. And then the constantly, the owner of the home would come up to him and say, you got to stop leaving the lights on. And he would say, I know I didn't leave that light on. And he didn't. Um, so eventually, someone else experienced the same thing. Basically, this light was getting turned on and off by whatever. Some, Maybe it was an electrical problem. Maybe it was a paranormal entity. I don't know. The reason I say it's not an electrical problem is because the Switch would be in the opposite position. It wasn't just like the light was turning on and off. It was like the someone was going and turning it on and off via the switch. However, no one would be home at the time. Or it just didn't make sense. Whatever it may be. But weird things started happening. So, here's the climax of the story. And I, I kind of forgot to um give this detail. There was a blind dog, okay, so they had this blind chihuahua that was super old. It was, like, probably nine, ten years old, and it was blind, and it couldn't see. I think maybe it was deaf, too. I don't know, but I do remember the dog. I did see the dog one time, and I was scared of dogs when I was little, but I was cool with it because it was blind, so I figured, you know, it probably won't bite me, but I don't want to surprise it too much. So, this dog was blind, and it had no idea what was going on at any time aside from, like, what it could smell. Or since. So. I think the story went like this. Everyone in the house heard like a thud or something downstairs. And then the dog jumped up. Ran to the hallway. Directly to the hallway. Looked at that door and... Basically, like, all the hairs on its back stood up, and it just was, like, angry. Like, this dog was never mad, but it was just angry and just, like, unsettled. And I guess the question comes from, how did that dog know where to look if it was blind and deaf? Or maybe just blind, I don't remember. So, obviously, that story is a little bit vague, because I don't remember it perfectly, Maybe one day I'll get the guy that told it to me, uh, guy or girl, John, Jane Doe, uh, to come on the podcast and tell it themselves if they would be comfortable. But I guess my point is they're not alone because tons of people have ghost stories. Um, I don't think that it's uncommon for someone to know someone that has a ghost story and I don't think it's uncommon to have a ghost story. So with that being said, I don't actually have any stories, but um, I do have an alien story and I've been contemplating telling this for a little time, little bit of time now, and I'm just going to go ahead and do it. So basically what happened was uh, I had to have been like 14 years old, maybe I was 13, maybe even younger, I don't know. It was somewhere in that range. I was like in my pre-teens. And I was up, like, really, really late, like, probably—oh, wait, 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 I forgot the beginning of the story. So, like, early on in the night, I was watching, like, America's Got Talent with my mom or something like that. And I looked out the window in our apartments, and the apartments had, like—it was, like, a square in the center— and, like, that was, like, the play area for the kids, and it was, like, a grass square surrounded by sidewalks, right, so, anyway, there was a deer standing right in, a deer, I say, with a D, standing right in the center of this square, which made no sense, because it was, like, clearly in the line of sight of, like, all of the humans around it, and typically, the deers in that area weren't that, like, comfortable with humans, they were comfortable, but, like, not comfortable enough to stand like this one was, and, like, I just remember feeling, like, very uneasy and super weird about it. And then it looked, like, as soon as I raised the blinds to look at it, like, I didn't raise the blinds. I, like, peeked through them. It turned its head and looked directly at me with its these weird, glossy eyes that I've never seen on an animal. And like I immediately closed the blinds and was like I had that like shook feeling and I couldn't explain why. So I went and Googled it. I was like weird eye contact with deer or something like that. And one of the first things to come up on Google basically said sometimes extraterrestrials can take form of. Animals on earth, or something like that, and I was like, Whoa, that's kooky and weird. So, I'm gonna go ahead and put that away and just forget that this ever happened. So, anyway, later on that night, maybe it was the next evening, I don't know. Later on that night, I went to go lay down, and as I was falling asleep, I experienced sleep paralysis. And if you've never experienced sleep paralysis, look it up. it's really poopy it sucks basically your mind is awake and your body is not so like you're not able to move a muscle and like you're it feels like your entire body is like like when your legs fall asleep but it's your entire body and um you'll hallucinate visually a lot of people see like demons in their room or whatever but not me so and i'll tell you the reason why I'm a, still to this day really weirded out by this. So basically, as I was falling asleep, it was probably like 1 o'clock in the morning, one thirty or something like that. So I, I'm experiencing this sleep paralysis, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. i um, freaking out. And then I shook myself out of it. So like, what you can do is if you move your head good enough, then you can kind of cause the rest of your body to move, and that'll wake it up. I don't really know how to explain it. Someone else who's had sleep paralysis could explain it or science could. That's just the best way that I, you know, can explain it. Um, But it kept happening. So, like, it happened, like, three times. And on the third time, I basically, I can't make this up. I started levitating above my bed. My window came open. There was a blue light. And, like a cold breeze and then the next thing I knew I like felt myself get kind of slammed back down on my bed like I I was waking up being slammed back down on my bed I was like covered in sweat like drenched in sweat and like an hour had elapsed or you know an hour and a half it was like 3 a.m. It was like an hour and a half, I think, um, and I felt weird, like I had been like violated, didn't know what happened, like, basically, that's all of it, like, I don't know if it's a psychological thing, I don't know if it was just all sleep paralysis, or if maybe sleep paralysis is uh some sort of weapon that extraterrestrials have whenever they abduct us. I don't know. I don't know if maybe aliens watch you on Earth and they see whenever you're the most vulnerable and then they go ahead and take you right then. I don't know. I'm not saying I was abducted. I'm not saying I think I was abducted. But I'm not saying the opposite of either of those either. Um, to this day, I still really don't know what to think about it. Uh, it was really, really weird. And it was probably one of the weirdest experiences I've ever had. I've seen a lot of UFOs in my life. And when I say UFOs, I mean unidentified flying objects. Like, I don't know. I'm not going to claim them to be alien aircraft. There's only been, like, one where I was like, all right, that's weird. And that was one time I was on the phone. It was super-duper late. And I was living out in, like, the country. Like, way out in the boondocks. And I was on the phone. Outside probably at like somewhere between 11 and 1 Um, and I looked up at the sky and I was like oh look at the moon and there was this dot like this bright it was like a star but it was a little bit more white and like defined than a star if that makes sense like it it looked like it could have easily been a planet or like a satellite or something. And this thing was moving in ways that didn't make sense. So, like, it would be, like, in the top right corner of my eye, and then it would be in the bottom left corner of my eye within, like, a, a, you know, a millisecond. Like, it was just, like, shooting around. I wish you could see my finger right now so I could explain. Like, it was just doing, like, figure eights and all sorts of crazy flips and stuff. I don't even know how to explain it. And this thing, it was not, like, in the sky. It was in... Space Like, it was up there. It was not in our atmosphere, if that makes sense. Like, I wasn't looking at it like I would look at a plane. I was looking at it like I'd look at a star. It looked like a star that was moving in ways that stars can't move. Stars really can't move at all, you know, to my understanding. They left billions of years ago or whatever. I was pretty shocked by this. I had footage of it, and I don't know if it's still on my phone anywhere or not, or if I deleted it because I got maybe too spooked about it. Um, but yeah, that was that was probably the only other really like hard evidence I ever had of aliens. But as far as ghosts go, I really don't have much experience with the paranormal in that respect. I just don't. Um, I believe in it. I do believe that it exists, and I believe... Most of the time, whenever people tell me stories, um, of course I had the doll in my grandmother's house. So move, but I'm still not sure that it was moving. Maybe it was someone messing with me, but I swear that thing would move. I swear one time it blinked. I don't know. Um, I just don't. I don't get the whole doll thing though. Like maybe it's because of the fact that they're like. Um, like photorealistic or like character they're like caricatures of humans. maybe that would be why ghosts would choose to inhabit those as opposed to just like a stuffed animal. like I'd think that if I was a spirit that could you know latch onto any sort of item, I wouldn't just pick some weird stupid creepy doll like I'd probably want to stay undercover so I'd pick like you know a stuffed monkey or something like that and just never mess around that much. Good question. That's a good question. I I, mean, I just complimented my own question, but really, why do they always choose stupid dolls to, to haunt in movies? Because that's stupid. That doesn't make sense. It just looks creepy. It's not real. I don't believe it. Anyway, I thought that since this has been kind of a creepy episode and I've been talking about ghosts and aliens and everything in between, that I would end on a bit of a more lighthearted note. And this was something that I was not aware of until today somehow, even though I used to play a lot of video games and kind of stay in touch with all the news and stuff like that, but Stadia is Google's um, game system, I guess, and I'm so, actually, I want to say I'm shocked that they beat Apple, but I'm really not, because I mean, Google as far as like being liberal with the things that they're ready to dip their toe into they probably win there you know apples like oh we'll make a watch cuz it's safe and we'll make phones cuz it's safe but google is really taking a jump and saying we're going to completely reinvent video games and make them this their system can't even take hard disks it's it's only streaming So, you know, they're claiming it's going to be the future of video games, and I believe that it will be the future of video games. That doesn't believe that I mean it's going to be successful. Like, as in Stadia, I don't know if it, as a console, is going to be successful. And that doesn't mean that I want it to be the future of video games, but it makes sense. It's the next logical step. I got scared because I've been talking about ghosts and I heard a, a creak in my apartment. <laughs> but it makes sense that it's the next logical step. You can pre-order one right now for like, I think, 135 bucks. You get their little Founders Edition, which comes with three months for you of their service, which basically gives you like a free game a month and the option to buy games. Um, and three months to give to a friend... And a controller, which is special, and um, I think it comes with Destiny, two the full package, um, which is actually just the first thing that they're gonna give out as like their free game of the month. So I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of a good deal, but not really. Uh, but I'd say hundred thirty bucks for the console is pretty sick, being as it can support. It's supposedly, according to your internet connection, is going to be able to support streaming in true four K. For video games and I just don't know. Like, do you remember whenever you were little and your mom didn't like how many hours you were spending on Call of Duty and she would go cut the breaker? Imagine now. The internet's down. You can't do anything. Oh, in the middle of a platformer and your internet cuts out. Sorry. Oh, um, the servers got hacked and they deleted all your save files. Sorry. I just sounded like an old guy. The servers got hacked. That doesn't happen anymore. But regardless, I think I make a fair point. If you're in the middle of like a single player game that's not like multiplayer online and your signal cuts out, you're essentially, to my understanding at this point, you would lose all progress in that game. And that's a real piss off right there. I don't want to lose progress in my game just because my internet cut out. Okay? But... Anyway, um, supposedly it's supposed to be the death of all consoles. But I still think people like Nintendo are doing great things with the Switch. And that's not going anywhere. Um, People still drive manual transmission cars even though automatics are a lot more convenient because they just like them. I think I'll probably give my kids in the future gaming systems that I played with because they're just sick. The NES is as fun to play with today as it was whenever it came out. I should assume. I wasn't alive when it came out. but Anyway, that just about wraps up this episode of the Socially Inept podcast. Thank you for listening. This was the first sponsored episode. Thanks for sponsoring. Um, yeah, shout me out to your friends. Uh, send it to everybody. Still looking for a co-host, so contact me about that. Um, see ya.